शिला गुरुदेव की जय सुमन महाप्रभु की जय सुसुराल दामोदार जी की जय हरिनाम संकीर्तन की जय घोर भक्त वृंद की जय घोर प्रमानंद हरि हरि हो सो प्रणाम गुड इवनिंग वेलकम एंड सो वी आर कंटिन्यूइंग टुडे विद आवर सीरीज ऑफ लेक्चर्स कंसर्निंग महाप्रभुस पास्ट टाइम्स इन श्री नवदुत्तम टुडे वी आर हैव आवर फोर्थ फोर्थ फिफ्थ मीटिंग फिफ्थ मीटिंग एंड टुमोरो विल बी द लास्ट इन कनेक्शन टू दिस टॉपिक सो टुडे वी विल बी कंटिन्यूइंग गोइंग थ्रू सम ऑफ महाप्रभुस जोबना लीलास or lilas after his 16th year and before his accepting of sanyas tomorrow we will be speaking about that so yesterday we in the morning we went through a beginning part of his jobana lilas by describing a brief recap of yesterday's class uh, mahaprabhu's meeting with pundarik vidyanidhi as you may recall and pundarik vidyanidhi's initiation of the other pandit and all this dynamics that went there when Gadadhar and Mukunda visited Pundarik, which, who seemed outside, outwardly as a sense enjoyer, but actually was a totally transcendental personality. What else? We, we shared this dream that Sachi had with Krishna Balaram and Gornitananda struggling for the throne in the altar. <laughs> and also we spoke a little bit about the beginnings of the night, night Kirtan on a daily basis. At Sriva Sangan, Mahaprabhu sharing with his associates why we are losing time sleeping at night. Mm-hmm. Well, we were we could engage in Sankirtan non-stop. And on that first night of the Sankirtan in Sriva Sangan, Sri Gorsunda also exhibited his Mahaprakash Lila, this 21-hour Lila, where he dis- exhibited, showing himself as different forms of Bhagavan, different avatars, and corresponding identities of his associates in those lilas and revealing different moments when he appeared in the life of his devotees and the devotees praying to him in a hurtful way. Very, very nice section. Um, and what else? We shared some pastimes of, of Trinitananda Prabhu as Abadut, as we mentioned. And one important one that has him as, as the main character was the, <coughs> the deliverance of Jagai and Madai. And we concluded with that yesterday, now this greatest of sinners who somehow were uh, select, selective in their sinning and they were not engaging in, in apparat <laughs> and therefore eventually that granted them the opportunity to receive full grace of Nityananda Prabhu and Mahaprabhu himself. So, a beginning part of the Jovana Lila and today we will continue with further Jovana Lilas of Mahaprabhu, getting closer and closer to his 24th year sannyas acceptance that will be tomorrow's tragic moment for the inhabitants of Navdun. <laughs> so, we will continue today with some lilas in connection to this nightly lilas in Atriva Sangam and some other things as well. So, one lila that is described in this connection regarding the night kirtans at Atriva Sangam is that once uh, Srivas's uh, mother-in-law because as we mentioned, these kirtans were 
close at closed doors. Not everyone could participate, but only was Mahaprabhu there with some very intimate close associates. But as we mentioned, many of the ones who were not able to participate would like to. So we're trying to find a way to enter there. So in this case, Srivas's mother-in-law, she was living at the house, so she was somehow in another room, if you will, not in the courtyard. So she sneaked her in some corner behind a pillar or something, and she was witnessing the, the Rasa Sankirtan, the Prem Sankirtan of Mahaprabhu and his associates. But Mahaprabhu was dancing and singing, but he was not feeling the usual level of ecstasy. He was ecstatic, nonetheless. He was always ecstatic, but he could perceive there is something that is not allowing me to feel the full degree of experience. So, why? Why am I not feeling my usual joy? Maybe someone is hidden here? Someone who has not the adhikar, the qualification, the eligibility to witness such a, such a Sankirtan? So Sriva started like to research the whole house but couldn't find the mother-in-law. She was very nicely hidden. <laughs> so, they continued. Okay, let's continue Sankirtan. Maybe some other reason. Aparat or who knows. <laughs> of course, no Aparat in their case, but they will say that in their Sadaka Lila. So they continue, but Mahaprabhu still like, it's not happening. No, it's not happening. So, maybe, and, and all the devotees again started to feel like dejected. Maybe some of us have committed some aparat in the kirtan, and that's why our Prabhu is not feeling his usual joy. So, Mahaprabhu say no, no, there's no aparat, no possibility of aparat from you. So, please, Srivas, have a look again. So, Srivas made the second, more refined search, and he found his mother-in-law. <laughs> So, that, and, and again, it is said that she didn't have at that point the Adhikar to be part of that intimate Sankirtan. So, she was immediately ordered his mother-in-law to be retired with all effect. But was a little bit intense how he invited her to get out. <laughs> Maybe that's the beginning of this conflict between mother-in-laws. And, and, <laughs> and after that, the joy of Kirtan returned. No? So, again, we are not promoting some hate towards mother-in-laws. But the point is here, in sa- in sa- in, if some very intimate kirtan or discussion of Harikata is taking place very high level among people who has a certain adhikar, and someone who has not that adhikar comes there, that will interrupt the flow of the... Inter- not to criticize that person, but just because that person won't be able to fully relish that, and that might create some disturbance for the rest. For example, that's why... Whenever someone in Puri, going for a moment to Puri, whenever someone brought some poem to Mahaprabhu or some song, Swarup Damodar will filter that and analyze to see if there's no non-element that may disturb the mood of Mahaprabhu. Because he was in such a high, delicate, vulnerable, transcendental plane, if you will, that if something was against the proper Siddhanta or Rasa Tattva, Mahaprabhu will be greatly disturbed. Of course, nobody wanted to do that. So. so in the higher realms, all the emotions are very high, very deep, very fine, but also very delicate. So something that is not fitting, that may create big disturbance. 
So that's it. That's the lesson here, basically. Not necessarily everything is for everyone, basically. Not every level of kata, every level of practice is for everyone. So they are trying to give that lesson here. Another lila in this connection is that regarding Advaita Chari Mahaprabhu, we'll see some of them today. You know, Advaita Chari is an elder of Sri Chaitanya in the lila. So Mahaprabhu is always treating him with respect. But Advaita, he feels himself as a servant of Sri Chaitanya. So he wanted to, to enter into that mood. Hmm? So to say that whenever Mahaprabhu, whenever Mahaprabhu will faint in the Kirtan, of course Advaita Charya was there in the intimate Kirtan, so whenever Mahaprabhu will faint in Kirtan, Advaita will take the opportunity and take the f- dust of the feet from Sri Chaitanya, and he will like bathe himself on that Raj, on that dust. He will do Abhishek of the feet, that dust feet of Mahaprabhu. So one day that happened, Mahaprabhu was fainted in the midst of Kirtan, and after some time he came back to external consciousness, and they start, restarted the Kirtan, but Mahaprabhu was not feeling the usual joy again. No? <laughs> so he started to ask, what's going on? Srivas, is your mother-in-law here again? <laughs> no, no, that was not the case. So maybe, maybe Mahaprabhu said, maybe this is happening because someone took the dust from my feet. <laughs> and there Beta Charya comes and confesses his crime, if you will. No crime, for sure, but he kind of... So Mahaprabhu externally is angry with him, but internally actually he's pleased and is glorifying Beta Charya. And, and therefore he says, okay, but if I Beta Adbaita's like was a thief to me, stole my dust, the dust of my feet, then I can be a thief also. No? And he jumps into the feet of Advaita Charya trying to catch the dust of his feet, basically. No? And, and, and of course Advaita Charya is not willing to accept that. No? And the whole struggle begins in between the two. No? So that's the way Vaishnavas are glorifying themselves. Externally they are struggling and wrestling themselves to the ground. <laughs> but actually it's in the context of humility and not wanting to be glorified, but wanting to glorify. That is the spirit of a real Vaishnava. No? Amanina, manadena. No? I don't want respect, but I want to offer respect to everyone. I feel joy in respecting and praising others. No? So in this way, both of them try enter into this divine competition of mutual glorification. And all the devotees you can imagine are like overwhelmed with, with feelings of joy by witnessing that divine example of how to relate to each other. Pretty Lakshanam, in the words of Rupa Goswami, showing love, loving exchanges among Vaishnavas. Then there is a description of Suklambar Brahmachari, who was a very simple uh, devotee and very deep and very immersed in Sri Harinam. And it said that he was like a brahmachari, a monk, and he was just doing madhukari, like doing begging for his livelihood and chanting Hari. So on one occasion, Mahaprabhu was calling him very much in the mood of this Mahaprakash Lila, like, do you remember when I was in this form, you were this devotee, something? It is after that, but in that context. So he says, do you, and, and Suklambar will, will like uh, beg, and sometimes he will receive some grains of rice, not very high quality. Mahaprabhu will steal those from him. And it seemed cruel, but actually Mahaprabhu was trying to point, do you remember in our previous birth, when I was Krishna, basically? <laughs> I also was doing the same thing with you. I also was stealing 
eating the, the, the raw rice that you have, no? like pointing to, the, to Sudama, Sudama Brahmana, if you know the Lila. He was a, a friend of Krishna from childhood, and they were in the Gurukul with Sandipani Muni, and when they were grown, Krishna was in Dwarka, was a prince, so on. And Sudama grew, grew as a Brahmana, great devotee, but poor. Brahmana. Brahmans are poor, generally. That's, they have this type of standard, even that they maintain their life begging. So whatever they receive for, from begging, sometimes they may receive nothing, so they fast. That's the will of Bhagavan. Or sometimes they may receive a lot. But at the end of the day, if they honor some prasad and some bhoga is left, the idea is we will, they receive that as a donation. At the end of the day, they will give all that as a donation. So the idea is to begin every day in zero, fully depending on what Krishna wants to give. So in that sense, they were poor externally, internally great wealth. <laughs> So, and one day he went to visit as a poor Brahman, his friend from childhood, Krishna Dwarka, who was a prince. <laughs> and Sudama Bra- Sudama's wife told, please, he's your friend, he's a prince. Ask if he can help you so we can get some, a little, a little something. And we are living in this small cottage, so poor, maybe some little bigger house. He has some contacts or whatever. <laughs> And, 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 and Sudan was really denying that. He was not willing to ask anything from, from Krishna. And he was thinking, I want to bring him some, some gift. So I can, what can I tell? I don't have anything. <laughs> so he begged for, so for, for some rice. And he received some raw rice. So he was carrying some raw rice in one little bag. But also he was ashamed. Not like, I will offer this to him. So he visited Krishna. And there was a very beautiful exchange of love, and Krishna himself was washing the feet of Sudama Brahmana, his devotee, his friend. And eventually they spent so much nice time together. And at the end, when he's leaving, Sudama is too ashamed to offer the rice. I mean, he's, and Krishna is satisfied with the offering of Sudama's heart. But at the end, Krishna said, Didn't you bring something for me? Huh? Because you are a visitor, a visitor, you should bring something. I think you bring, brought something, right? And Sudama was like, head down, like, how can I give him raw rice, all, he's a prince in Dwarka, such a palace, and Krishna was reading the mind of Sudama, and he took the rice by force, like, and started to eat the rice, raw rice, without cook, not anything, no? that's the standard of Krishna, as we know, he's eating the banana peels from Vidura's wife, raw rice from Sudama, he's actually hungry for bhakti, as we know, he's, so much love is there, Give me. If there is bhakti, I can eat whatever you present me. Banana peel, raw rice, flour, fruit, water. I don't care. I don't see it. I just go to the... So, again, Mahaprabhu was reminding Suklamarva. Do you remember that moment? No? He gives like kind of a, a trailer, a glimpse, a vision into that particular lila. And in that moment, Mahaprabhu starts to explain... Uh, <clears throat> in detail, the famous verse that glorifies Sri Harinam, the chanting of Sri Nam, Harir Nam, Harir Nam, Harir Nam, Aiva, Kivalam, Kalo Nastieva, 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 Gatiranjata. Famous verse from Brihad Naradiya Purana, Haribu. <laughs> where the, the, the chanting of Srinam is, is established, and three times this is recurred. No? Like, this is a very famous 
methodology in Shastra, when you want to make something clear, you will say it not once, not twice, but three times just in case. No? If I tell you, surrender to Krishna, and then I say to you, surrender to Krishna, and I say to you, surrender to Krishna, say, okay, Maharaj has a point here. No? <laughs> he wants this to be clearly established for us. No? Welcome, nice to see you. Translation area there, <laughs> if you want. So Mahaprabhu described in detail this verse which speaks about how in Kali Yuga, Harinam, Harinam, her name of Hari is the process to attain the ultimate realization, Nasti Eva, Nasti Eva, Nasti Eva. There's no other way, no other way, no other way. Uh, uh, basically, Mahaprabhu explains that to Suklambar, how to chant Srinam, and how to chant Srinam means the proper attitude to chant Srinam. And then Mahaprabhu gives a detailed explanation of another very important verse, Trinada Peace Sunichina, Tarora Peace Aishnuna, Maninamanadina, Kirtaniya Sadahari. This is one of the three moments in Chaitanya Charitamrita where this verse appears. Actually, it appears at the end when Mahaprabhu speaks Sikshastagam, but first speaks appears here. So, of course, I won't enter into explaining that verse. It could take us a whole one-week retreat, basically, only that verse. We can do it next time if you want. But it's a very important ecstatic verse. I, I think I share with you that um, last year, yeah, it was last year, in, in Gorpunim, last year, yeah, Gorpunim last year, I was <clears throat> like, uh, or two years ago, I don't remember, but something like that. And some inspiration came, or some need came to, I really need to go deep into this verse. I mean, I, I'm really needy of humility, <clears throat> proper tolerance, of respect, of, of anonymity, and, and so on. No? Some inspiration came to, what, what, should, what can I do to to discipline myself in order to get deeper into that. So the inspiration came, okay, I will, every single day from now on, for one year, from this Gorpunim to the next Gorpunim, I make a bow, I'll write every day one page about the third verse of Sikshastaka for myself, like how how my day went through in connection to that verse. I mean, so like a way of forcing myself to meditate on this verse every single day of the year. And again, with it, I'm not saying I'm I, I'm really special. Actually, because I'm not special, I need to go through to that verse in that detail. But I, 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 it was a very nice experience. I can tell, so recommend it, just in case. So Mahaprabhu explained that to Suklambar in detail. Uh, so there we have another pastime, going to another pastime, also in connection to the night kirtan, and also in connection to Mahaprabhu not feeling. Uh, his usual joy. Hmm? So he's in Kirtan, he's not feeling usual joy. And in great humility, because he's the personification of this verse, in great humility he feels Naprema Gandusti Darapi, things like this. No? Which means, in me there is not even the aroma of Prem. Mahaprabhu himself was saying that, no, the very personification of Prem will say, to me there is not even the, the aroma of Prem. So, and that's why I'm not feeling usual joy in Kirtan. So, so I, I say, I don't have Prem, 
What's the value of life? Prema is Purusharta, the real purpose of life. So that I don't have no, have no prema, I have no purpose in my life. So what's the purpose of my life? I have to finish my life. So Mahaprabhu runs from the Kirtan and goes to the Ganges and jumps to the Ganges to kill himself. <laughs> in ecstasy. Do not imitate at home, <laughs> just in case. So, extreme humility, so no, not, not something to imitate, but something to learn from, for sure. So at, the, at that moment, Nityananda Haridastaku ran after Mahaprabhu, because they read his mind and they knew what he was going to do. So when he jumps to the Ganges, they jump with him. No? And one of them is catching his feet, some other is catching some other part. Like, like trying to... Nityananda is like an antasesh, right? Like the bed of Bhagavan. So, so if he falls in a rock or something, let him fall on me or something. So this way they protect him from killing himself somehow. But Mahaprabhu is feeling himself very dejected in a very deep humility. So he feels, I will hide myself for a while. I need some introspection. <laughs> Which again, we cannot imitate, but we can take it a lesson from here, no? if we are not chanting, if we are chanting, sorry, and we are not feeling what we think we should be feeling or whatever, I'm not saying kill yourself, but, <laughs> but you can hide yourself for a moment, be introspective and ask yourself, why? Why this is happening? Well, again, not in paranoia, but in proper lamentation spirit. So Mahaprabhu hides himself in the house of Nandanacharya. Remember, that was the place or Nityananda hit himself when he came to Navadhi. So it seems Nandanacharya's house is the selected hidden place. So sometimes you don't find someone in Navadhi, you look in Nandanacharya Bhavan. <laughs> so he hid himself and entered into deep like, introspection, but the devotees, most of them, did not know where he was. Mahaprabhu said, do not tell where I, where I am. So they were really concerned and suffering separation. And the one who was suffering the most was Acharya, because remember, he... He had taken the dust from the feet of Mahaprabhu some days back. So he was feeling, maybe this happened because I committed that offense and he feels like this now. So Advaita Chari started to fast. So you can imagine, no? on one side Mahaprabhu disappeared, on another side Advaita Chari fasting in deep repentance. So the devotees were like concerned about in every direction at this point. Hmm? So when Mahaprabhu gets to the house of Nandanacharya, He's, he tells me, I will, hit, I will hide him for a while. But at the same time, interestingly, Nandanachara says to him, he starts like a chuckle, or like to laugh, like, you cannot hide. I mean, you say you, you want to hide, but you cannot hide. I mean, you are, you are hidden in the hearts of your devotees. So they, they got you. No matter, no matter how much you try to hide, you are, hmm? he himself, He's saying in the Bhagavatam, Sadhavo hridayam mayam sadunam hridayam tvaham madanyatina jananti naham tibhyamanagapi. Krishna is saying, I am in the heart, my, my devotees are my heart, I am the heart of my devotees. I don't know anyone apart from them, they do not know anyone apart from me. So it's just like, there's no form of hiding each other. So, <laughs> so this is the point, no? Although he tries to hide, the, the lesson is, Bhagavan is hidden in the heart of the devotees. As we say yesterday, no? Murari Gupta. No? He, in whose heart, Murari is Gupta. Gupta means hidden. No? So then comes another well-known section in which Mahaprabhu organizes a, a drama, a theatrical performance, basically, in the house of one of his devotees, Chandra Sekaracharya, one of Mahaprabhu's intimate parishads. So Mahaprabhu says, in this play, 
I will dance, I will play the role of Lakshmi and I will be dancing in her mood. So he said, only those with controlled senses can watch this play. No? So he announces there to his associates. And so again, in deep humility, Mahaprabhu's associates feel like, oh, we are so unfortunate, we won't be able to, to watch this play. So all of them start to leave. <laughs> oh, all of them are totally sense control and more than that. I mean, for, 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 for them, sense control is like an inferior thing. No? They are totally out of control because of Prem, no? which is another type of sense control and out of control above that. No? So when they are leaving, Mahaprabhu is looking at them and, where are you going? So they, <laughs> so they say, I mean, you just mentioned which is the Adhikar for participating in, in the... In, in the in the in the play, so for witnessing the play, so we we do not qualify for that. Mahaprabhu says, if you do not qualify, nobody qualifies. I mean, if you are not here, nobody will hear in the audience. If you are not sense control, nobody is sense control, basically. <laughs> so, but in the context of the lila, remember, this is a lila where all these siddhas or perfected personalities are playing the role of devotees. So Mahaprabhu will say to them, okay. So from now on, I will make you great yogis, so your senses will be controlled and you will be able to participate. No? But they were already totally self-controlled. Mahaprabhu was like blessing them, so all of them like, now we can participate. Like, like their the, the only concern is, let be sense control so we can participate. They don't care for sense control, actually. They only care, we, maybe we have darshan of our Prabhu in this unique pastime. If for that we have to control our senses, okay, let's do what we need for that. But it's not that the goal is sense control. The goal is association with Mahaprabhu. <laughs> so, again, the, the, the play started. And, of course, this was not only Mahaprabhu acting. For example, Haridas Thakur was there. He appeared as an inhabitant of Vaikuntha. No, different roles were there. No? Then Srivas appeared as Narad Muni. No? And all of them acting according to their particular... Uh, roles that were expected, of course. Of course, Srivas and Narada are quite connected. One is the other. Actually, Srivas is none other than Narada in this case. <laughs> and, uh, and Haridas is Brahma, so it's somehow connected. I mean, Brahma is not in Vaikuntha, but it's more close. So they, I mean, the roles fitted their, their other manifestations, if you will. No? So it is said that, that Sri, Narada appears, no? Srivas Pandit, Narada, as usual, like Narada, 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 no? So, so Haridas is there in Vaikuntha, and, and, and he mentions that, oh, Narada mentions that, I came to Vaikuntha because I'm looking for Narayan, but Vaikuntha is empty. Uh, there's nobody in Vaikuntha. And so Narada says, I start to ask, where is everyone? Vaikuntha is empty. Everyone went to Navadip, they say. No? <laughs> all Vaikuntha is playing the role of Sadaka, all the, like a way of making this point. No? Like Nadia Lila, although it seems human, is full of transcendental personality. No? So all the devotees were looking at the play and were laughing and were glorifying now the Dhamki Jai and they were crying and like this. No? So to say that Sachi Mata was witnessing the play and was fainting in ecstasy. So this was the, the level of play. No? I mean, I mean it, it was more intense sometimes in the audience and they were laughing and rolling on the ground and so on. So in another moment, Mahapra I'm making this very brief. It's a long description given in Chaitanya Bhagavat. Mahaprabhu at one point appears dressed as Rukmini Devi, in, in the Bhav of Rukmini Devi. And she starts to describe this famous letter that she wrote to Krishna 
when she asked him, please kidnap me. No, that she fell in love with Krishna without meeting him in person. That type of separation is called purbarag. There are four types of separation. Prembaichitya, Mam, Pravas, and Purbarag. Purbarag means when you never have never met your beloved, but you have heard about him, and you fell in love by hearing about that person. Or maybe nowadays looking at a picture in social media or something. <laughs> <laughs> at that time there was not that facility, so hearing about him. So Rukmini fell in love with him and she wrote a letter. Because, again, the bhava of Rukmini is different from the bhava of, I don't know, the Braja Gopis. The Braja Gopis, Rukmini wrote a letter and tell, told Krishna, I'm about to get married with someone, a marriage was arranged with someone that I don't like, but I like you, I want to marry you, but this arrangement is here, so please, on the day of the marriage, at this precise moment, when this part of the ceremony is taking place, you appear and kidnap me. That's a form, that's the type of marriage also, kidnapping, Gandharva marriage. But the point is that, the point, the Bhava of Rukmini was such that she was not able to just run after Krishna. She was little concerned about her reputation. And that's why he told Krishna, you kidnap me. No. But we know the gopis are not doing that. The gopis are not saying, Krishna, please kidnap me. So my p- social position is protected. The gopis just run whenever the flute is sounding without care for any type of consideration. So that shows the, the different bhavas between the braja gopikas and the dwaraka uh, mahishis, the, 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 the queens there. But well, nonetheless, it's a beautiful section, Rukmini describing the the letter to Krishna, uh, the letter that she wrote to Krishna and she, how she was fell in love. So Mahaprabhu was personifying all this and the devotees were just crying and crying. Again, they were not telling, ah, that's lower, the Braja Gopis are higher. No? This is not how a, a pure devotee thinks. It's not like, ah, oh, Rukmini, oh, that's lower than Radha. Let's only speak. No, they are hearing about Rukmini and they are crying. They're hearing about any Leela. They're having a feel, feeling for that. Hmm? So for hours, hours the, the, the play continued. It was not just one hour, half an hour. It is said that after three hours, Gadadhar Pandit appears on the scene. As we mentioned, Gadadhar Pandit is Sri Radha in Gorlila. So when, when, when Gadadhar appeared, Mahaprabhu started to glorify him as his consort. Because again, it's his consort, Sri Gadadhar, Sri Radha. And then Nityananda Prabhu appears as an old lady. No? That, that was the, the, the chosen character there. No? And Mahaprabhu starts to dance as, as, as a gopi at, at, at that point. But he said that nobody knew that it was Mahaprabhu. Everyone was like, who is that gopi? Who is that person that is dancing like a gopi? And for a moment, some of them were thinking, that's Lakshmi, that's a gopi, that's Ribati. Mahaprabhu was showing like different bhavas in his dancing. And it's, Mahaprabhu to say that he was exhibiting this lila, so nobody will criticize the different potencies of Bhagavan, different devis, the different shaktis, because even even the material shakti, no, Maya Devi, all the shaktis are to be respected by us, basically. And, and by doing that, our devotion will become firm. It is saying in the Bhagavatam, even by speaking about Maya, you transcend the influence of Maya, says the Bhagavatam. Maya Barnaya Tonusya Ishvarasya Numodata it says the Bhagavatam. It says, by uh, speaking about Maya Shakti and understanding the point is what Maya Shakti is, which is a potence in the service of Bhagavan, 
the influence of Maya Shakti in one's life becomes disappears. You follow? It's not that. No, no. Speaking about Maya is not Maya. That's the point. <laughs> so the point is that all the audience was totally immersed in an ocean of bliss by seeing all this play and so on. And eventually Mahaprabhu sits on a throne, more in the mood of Mahalakshmi, continues in the Devi spirit. And he's sitting Gopinathacharya on his lap, you know, like, 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 a, like a baby or something. And he asks, worship me, worship me. Sometimes Mahaprabhu will enter into these different bhavas. So all the devotees appear and start to pray Mahalakshmi with different prayers according to their mood and adhikar. So it is said that the, the whole play lasts for the night, entire night, and when the first rays of days are coming, the, devotees, the play is about to end. And the heart of the devotees is breaking because the play will end, the drama will end. They don't want it to stop. Already they were like 12 hours or something, <laughs> but they wanted more. So to say that Mahaprabhu's all the devotees are so afflicted that to console them, he was in the mood of a mother, like Mahalakshmi, to say that, and I know this may sound strange, but that's, that's how it happened. He invited all of them to him and he, gave, he breastfed all of them in the mood of Mahalakshmi, like a mother to their child. So everyone f- was fully nourished and after that they returned to their house and it is said that the house of Chandrasekharacharya where the play was performed was, was like effulgent during a whole week after such a play, you know, like floating in an ocean of effulgence. So Sri Chandrasekharacharya ki jai. Bhagavan Shakti Ski Jai. So then we have <clears throat> another Leela connected to Advaita Charya. And also another Leela connected to him want to offer respect to Mahaprabhu and not the opposite. So Advaita again is the elder, is the is the eldest of the whole Gaudiya community at that time. And Mahaprabhu himself is treating him as an elder. But Advaita Chara was not able to tolerate that. No? Tolerate that Mahaprabhu is respecting me. Imagine. Generally we cannot tolerate if someone is not respecting us. But Advaita was not tolerating that Mahaprabhu was respecting him. Being who he was. Mahaprabhu. So he started to think, how can I do... And, and he's always respecting me and honoring me and praising me. So Advaita Chara was thinking, why? Why he's treating me like that? Why he's never chastising me? Why he's never showing me that special affection, that special intimacy and confidence that you only show when you chastise someone? <laughs> In a loving way, of course, not chastising out of anger or something. So, Advaita Chara devised a whole plan no? to, receive, to receive the mercy of Mahaprabhu as he wanted. <laughs> And the, the plan, as you may know, is he started to speak about the superiority of Gyan above Bhakti. And he started to lecture on one book called Yoga Vasista, which is a book like it's not emphasizing Bhakti, but Gyan. And before that, Advaita was, as we mentioned yesterday, I think, famous for lecturing on the Bhagavad Gita and being obsessed with finding devotional meanings behind every verse. And if the devotional meaning will not count, he will fast, not sleep till that came. But now he started suddenly to preach Gyan, is about Bhakti. Oh, but again, this was a, a preaching strategy. <laughs> so, it is said that <laughs> at that point, Mahaprabhu and Nityananda, they were bathing in the Ganga. No? And they were totally immersed in, in Prem. 
So in that ecstasy, they faint in the Ganga, and they are carried by the, by the current of the Ganga. The two of them were floating, fainted in ecstasy. No? But well, Ganga was playing part of the whole Lila, so the whole current is taking them till the house of Advaitacharya. No? So they reach to Advaitacharya's place, and, and they get to know, oh, Advaitacharya now is preaching Jnana Bhakti. So the news come to them and they go straight to Advaitacharya's house. Uh, and the news come to Advaitacharya, Mahaprabhu is quite angry and is coming here very soon. Uh, mm-hmm. So Advaitacharya hears that and he starts to speak about Gyan, glorify Gyan with even greater enthusiasm. <laughs> to overemphasize Gyan is the all in all and Bhakti, uh, Bhakti is not the great thing and so on. Uh, so finally Mahaprabhu enters the room and finds Advaita lecturing about the glories of Gyan and the inferiority of bhakti. <laughs> so Mahaprabhu looks at Advaita and says, what is superior, Gyan or bhakti? Now, immediately goes to the point. No? <laughs> and Advaita says, Gyan. No? <laughs> <laughs> no? Feeling, it's getting closer, it's getting closer. And what I want is getting closer. So Advaita says, like, Gyan Kijai. No? And Advaita Chair was sitting on the Vyasasan, as you know, he was an elder, not, not, all, not only elder of Mahaprabhu, he was elder in age. He was like 70 years or something in the Lila. So when Advaita says, Gyan, <laughs> Mahaprabhu enters immediately in, in, a, in an angry, transcendentally angry mood, and he takes Advaita and grabs him down from the Vyasasan and throws him to the ground immediately. No? And he, he grabs him to the, to the courtyard of the house, outside of the temple room, and starts to hit him, slap him with two hands, like, intensely. You can imagine if a boy of 20-year-old boy starts to hit a 75-year-old old person. I mean, how much will that, that last till he dies, basically? No? So he starts to hit him more and more, and Sita Thakurani, who is Advaita's wife, coming to the scene, asking Mahaprabhu, please stop, you will kill my husband, please stop, stop. But Mahaprabhu continued, continued like even stronger and stronger, and, and shouting him, like, why did you call me? Remember, Advaita called Mahaprabhu, come and descend. Why did you awaken me from the ocean of milk ocean? Why did you make me come? For, for me now to hear you saying Gyani superior to Bhakti, that's why you call me? And continue like, slapping him. Like, strong, strong. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. So, and the point, the most interesting point here is Advaita Acharya's reaction, of course. <laughs> he was receiving all that and he was like, <laughs> like Jesus Christ said, put your other cheek, no, put your other cheek, put your other cheek. No. So he was laughing and laughing and glorifying, experiencing such joy. So, so at that moment, Mahaprabhu was like, what's going on? Why, why are you celebrating this? No? And I say, I, I got it. I cheated you. I wanted, I got what I wanted. No, you always are respecting me. You're always offering me praise. I'm always a high person. You are never chastising me. But today, I really obtain your mercy. No? The Shastra say, Tadavart Sana Kripara Lakshan. A symptom of mercy is chastisement. Of course, this is not to promote dysfunctional. Let's go outside and start to slap ancient people on the street or something. No? <laughs> but again, if you have a special affection and trust, only then you will chastise someone. You won't be chastising every, everyone and anyone. So in that way, no? that, that's an important lesson for us also, That as we spoke these days, I think. Mercy can come in different ways. Caressing, or 
slapping as well. <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> but it's mercy. So it hurts, but it's mercy. So we know it's coming from an affectionate source. Especially the chastisement is special mercy, we'll say. So coming from Guru, Vaishnavs, again. Prabhupada said that once. We, we quoted that the other day. No? Guru may slap you or may caress you. Both cases he's giving mercy. You shouldn't create dualistic thought there. It's the same thing. Hmm? So, Advaita Charaki. So, another pastime we want to share today. Uh, okay. Once Mahaprabhu in Sriva Sangam, this is a brief one, but nice, I like that always. One Mahaprabhu was in Sriva Sangam and he, he entered into the mood of Vishnu. He started to ask for his carrier. Who, who, which is, who is Vishnu's carrier? Garuda. So Mahaprabhu started to shout, Garuda, no? Garuda, Garuda. No? So Murari Gupta appeared. So Murari Gupta is Hanuman, and Hanuman is connected with Garuda as well. So Murari Gupta appeared totally like aligned with the necessity of the moment. He said, I am Garuda. Here I am. No? Transcendental Uber, here I am. No? So Mahaprabhu immediately said, you are my carrier. And Murari said, yes. Remember, in your previous birth, we brought the Parijata flower from the heavenly planets, and I carried you. And they started like to remember previous pastimes and so on. So, Muragupta said, "Now, now's the moment. I'm your carrier." So Mahaprabhu jumps onto Muragupta, Muragupta's shoulders, and they start to run all along the courtyard of Sri Vasangam. No? And I take you wherever you want. They were running, absorbed in the lilas, and remember this and that, till they enter, return to what they call external consciousness, no? which is not that external either. <laughs> and there's another lila with Murari Gupta, Sri Hanumanji in Gore Lila, when Murari Gupta was thinking about Bhagavan and the different appearances, and, uh, and concluding, wow, and this appearance of Mahaprabhu is like, as we spoke in the first class, highest possible expression of Bhagavan, so, and I'm witnessing his lilas, so the best, the most fortunate thing I could do is to die in His presence, to leave my body while taking darshan of Him. Hmm? So Murari Gupta started to organize for killing himself. <laughs> Again, do not imitate at home. No? There are different ecstatic ways to express no? a particular desire. So he started to look for some knife or something with who, who he could kill himself. He found some knife and hid it below the pillow, let's say. So that night he planned, I'll kill myself, bless in, this, in, the, in the environment of Mahaprabhu. But Mahaprabhu, of course, was in the heart. Gupta was hidden in the heart of Murari. So, so he came and say, he appeared, and Murari said, Jai, my Prabhu, do you want something? And he said, yes, I want something. Whatever you want, ask me and I will give it. So Mahaprabhu said, give me that weapon that you have hidden below your pillow. <laughs> no. And Murari was not saying anything, basically. Like, and so Mahaprabhu himself goes, takes a pillow, takes a knife, takes with him. And Mahaprabhu starts to ask, ask Murari, which fault did I commit for you to abandon me? No. Which mistake did I make for you to think about leaving me? How, how will I continue living without you? Instead, generally we think that the devotee will say that to Bhagavan. <laughs> and it's, of course, but Bhagavan reciprocates accordingly. 
So in the same way that Bhagavan prays to the devotee, the devotee prays to Bhagavan, Bhagavan will reciprocate. So but Mahaprabhu had to say to Murari, if you are not with me, I mean, who will me take me on their shoulders and carry me here and there? And we have so many lilas. So please promise me that you will never do such a thing again. Ever. And of course, embraces Murari and he starts to cry and cry. So just in case we have some suicidal cases here, you know which Maha, what Mahaprabhu will, will tell you. <laughs> so that's not the method. That's one Mahaprabhu told Sanatana Goswami. No? Suicide is not the method to attain Krishna. If that will be the method, Mahaprabhu said, I will have committed suicide 1,000 times already. But that's not the method. So we have to take care of our <laughs> Sadhakadeha in a proper way. Also, there is one nice pastime mentioned in in the Chaitanya Bhagavat, in connection to Sadhu Ninda or Vaishnava Aparat. And this pastime happened when Mahaprabhu exhibited this Mahaprakash Lila of 21 hours, but that was told after that, because in connection with some other topics. So we will respect the, the order in which it appeared in the Chaitanya Bhagavat. But at this point of the Mahaprakashlila, remember, Mahaprabhu was blessing everyone and giving prema to everyone. Again, all of them already had prema, <laughs> but in the unfolding of the lila, he was giving. So at one point, one, someone asked Mahaprabhu, you have blessed everyone and given prema to everyone, but you never gave, you didn't give prema to your mother, no? to Sachi. And Mahaprabhu said, I won't give prema to her. Very serious. So everyone was like, why? Huh? Say only after she counteracts the offense she committed to Advaita Charya, I will give her prem. Hmm? So, what's the background to this? Of course, no. As, as you may know, as you may remember, uh, Mahaprabhu had a, a, an elder brother, Bishvarup. Remember? So Bishvarup, when before accepting sannyas and leaving home, he used to hang out a lot with Advaita Charya. Because again, Advaita Charya was like the teacher of Navadvip and he will school Vishwarup in philosophy and temporary nature of the world and so on. <laughs> so it is say that uh, when, when eventually Vishwarup accepted sannyas, some, in some way Advaita Charya influenced there by inspiring him with knowledge and detached from the world and so on. So Sachi thought when she saw Mahaprabhu starting to associate with Advaita, she thought, I don't want to lose my second child. And this Advaita, he's called Advaita, which means non-dual, but actually he should be called Dvaita, such a thought, which means dual. No? Because on one side he's preaching, to, but on the other side he's ruining all these families by telling all of everyone you should detach from the world and I lost one kid and I will... So she thought this. So Mahaprabhu said... That was Sachi's apparat. Again, Sachi Mata is Mahaprabhu's mother. No possibility of apparat, but in the Lila, these things come for us to, to learn. And of course, <laughs> again, what Mahaprabhu say, Sachi won't receive Prem because she offended Advaita. Advaita was there, and you can imagine Advaita thought, no offense to me. I mean, she gave birth to you. I mean, she's, she's the womb from which you came. Sachi Garba Sindhu Harindu. And she's the mother of us all. She's not only your mother, she's the mother of the whole Navadip. So 
how counts your family, basically? But, but basically, and, and, and Advaita glorifies her so much that he faints while glorifying Sachin, such an intense mood. So it is said that at that moment where Advaita faints, Sachin goes and, and takes the, the dust from the feet of Advaita and puts that on her head and begs forgiveness for the offense, if you will. <laughs> and then it's when Mahaprabhu smiles and gives, gives Prem to Sachin. Actually, Sachi gave Prem to the world in the form of giving Mahaprabhu to the world. But again, this is how the Lilas sometimes unfold. Hmm? So in this way, the, the night Kirtan continues in, in Sri Vasangam, every night, every night, every night, for a whole year. But again, closed doors. In the beginning, Sankirtan was closed doors. We will get to the point where it reaches us also. No? But in the beginning, it was Sri Vasangam. And again, many people started to... There was opposition, people criticizing them, People like uh, mocking them, no? these weird people all night singing, dancing, closed door, who knows what they are doing actually inside. Mm-hmm. So there were people who started to think, let's, we have to disturb this nonsense. They are disturbing us. No? So there was one person called Gopal Chapal, and this person tried to defame Srivas Pandit. So he put in the entrance of Srivas Pandit's house different items that generally are used for the worship of Kali like wine and meat and certain things that are proper for defaming a Vaishnava, I will say. <laughs> no? She wanted to yeah, destroy the prestige, the fame of Srivas. So the next day Srivas opens the door and sees all those things. No? <laughs> but Srivas in his Vaishnava humility, he starts to call everyone, hey, come, please, please, look, look who I really am. Everyone is telling me I'm such a great person, such a great devotee. This is who I am. This is who I am. Please discover me. Again, Vaishnav, special Vaishnav humility. No? Famous example also, it reminds me of Krishna Das Babaji Maharaj, disciple of Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta. And he used to visit all different mats and doing kirtan. He was personification of kirtan. And seeing everywhere, every day, every night. But somehow some devotees criticized him once and he arrived to a place and some and he received some criticism from some, like, oh, they are telling this and this and this about you. And Krishna Daskaras reacted in a similar way, say, Finally someone really knows who I am. No, finally someone is telling the truth about me. Everyone is saying you are so great, so incredible, pure nonsense. Finally someone really knows who I am. <laughs> so actually that shows who they are in the real sense of the term. No? So it is said that the same. No? Uh, Srivas Pandit reacted in that way, but Gopal Chapal, this person who tried to defame Srivas, immediately contracted, uh, how do you say in English? Leprosy? Mm-hmm. Leprosy. Or, so, and, and that was like contagious. So immediately his whole village became also contagious by that. Because they say that if someone offends a great Vaishnava very gravely, that even affects all the surroundings of the person as well. I need to say that after some time, some days, he saw Mahaprabhu fully, I mean, this Gopal Chapal totally affected by leper, and he said to Mahaprabhu, please deliver me from this. Mahaprabhu said no. And he continued. But because again, he offended Srivas Pandit. So if you want to be relieved from the offense to one Vaishnav, you go to that Vaishnav. You don't go even to Bhagavan. Like Durvasa Muni, when he went to Vaikuntha, said, Bhagavan, Narayan, protect me. And he said, you offended Durvasa Muni. <laughs> uh, Ambarish Maharaj, sorry. 
you go to him. I, I cannot do anything. So Mahaprabhu said, no, I cannot protect you and continue. So Gopal Chapal continued suffering more and more and more. But after some time, when Mahaprabhu was in Puri as a sannyas, it is said that Gopal Chapal approached him and, and begged some mercy. And at that point, some process was in between, so Mahaprabhu ordered to give him some, to give him relief, basically. So again, another of these many stories for us to learn. Be careful with Vaishnava Aparat. Not be paranoid, but understand that it's not, not the best thing we should do. I mean, it's the most, probably, most the worst thing we could possibly do. <clears throat> another Lila describing this connection in the Jobana Lila is one day uh, after Sankirtan, Mahaprabhu and his associate sat. Can we open a little bit? Or it's already open? Okay, no. If it's not too cold for you, a little bit of air. Thank you. A little bit. So once Mahaprabhu, <clears throat> after Sankirtan, he sat with his associate to take some rest. Remember, the Sankirtans were intense, 12 hours, singing, dancing, rolling on the ground, fainting, waking up, and so much emotional display. So they sat to have a rest. And, and there in the courtyard, it is said that Mahaprabhu took a seed of mango, mango tree. He put the seed of the tree. This is one of the many miracle-like sections of the lila. And immediately, the, the tree started to grow and to give mangoes immediately, at the moment, on the spot. Mahaprabhu took like 200 mangoes and, and it is said they didn't have seeds, it didn't have like skin, they were just like ready to, to honor basically. And only one mango was satis fully satisfying one person. Generally, if you are hungry after 12 hours or kirtan, a whole tree of mango is not enough yet. <laughs> and here one mango is more than enough. So Mahaprabhu offered them, washed them, offered them to Krishna and started to he tasted him one, the first one, and he shared the one with all the devotees. So it is said that this tree of mango tree was giving fruits every day and the 12 months of the year. Generally, you don't have mango trees doing that. No? So every night the devotees after Girtan will honor that mango tree. So there are many pastimes like this which are miracle-like. And for us, they are not actually the main proof that Mahaprabhu is God. Maybe in some other religions they try to, okay, there is a miracle... That shows his God. But for us, it's... I mean, it's beautiful, but... I mean, Iranya Kashipu and Ravana also performed miracles. <laughs> now They had mystic powers, and they did something that one will consider miracle. Miracle basically means something that I don't know how to explain, that goes beyond the laws that I'm familiar with. But if you have astacity or mystic perfection, you can do that, and you can be an asura. So again, performing miracles is not warranted that you are God. Maybe it's warranted that you are an Asura. Who knows? <laughs> so, <laughs> <clears throat> then we have another Lila, an, an astrologer. In this case, is taking part. It's in a very nice section. An astrologer is there and, and, and visits Mahaprabhu. Did he say that he was an astrologer with fame of Trikalagnya? Trikalagnya means he knew past, present, and future. So he visited Mahaprabhu in his house, home, and he received and he asked him to the astrologer, can you tell me who I was in my previous life? 
no? <laughs> so you can imagine. No? So, so the astrologer started to make all the the calculations, no? Because you need to have that idea. No, of course. And when when he finished the whole calculation, he realized, gosh, <laughs> you were Bhagavan in your previous life, <laughs> which means you are you are Bhagavan in this one as well. <laughs> no. So I'm in front of Bhagavan, and then he realized in the Nara little, like, oh my God, you are, oh my God, you are God, oh my God. <laughs> so the, the astrologer could not say a word, because he was totally overwhelmed. So Mahaprabhu repeats the question, so why was in my previous life? No? So uh, the astrologer say, in the previous life and in this life, you are the Supreme Personality of God. <laughs> you are God, you are Bhagavan. No? Uh, so Mahaprabhu hears the statement and says, no, 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 you must be mistaken. I, I can tell you who I was. In my previous life, I was a cowherd, a baisya. No? And due to being a good cowherd and following my dharma and protecting the cows, now I obtain a higher birth as a brahmana in this lifetime. No? So it is say that the astrologer was totally overwhelmed. <laughs> and offered pranam and Mahaprabhu gave him prem and, and left the there is place for astrology in the lilas, you can see. <laughs> so again, we, in, in all these moments, continues this tension of all Navadvip wanting to join the Naiks and Kirtan of Mahaprabhu. Imagine that you live in Navadvip, Mahaprabhu is there with his intimate associates, and you are not one of them <laughs> yet. You are outside the Kirtan. Every night there is Kirtan. You receive the news, all that is happening, but you cannot enter. So you are burning with longing when that day will be mine so I can enter there and so on. And they are feeling maybe we cannot enter because so many people is trying to blaspheme them, criticize them, so they take care of doing that in very close circle. But we need that. We have hope that will happen at one point and so on. So it's getting closer. Very soon the Kirtan will go to everywhere, including Sofia. <laughs> so Mahaprabhu started in those days to order everyone in Naudip Sing, sing Hari or Sing Hari Hara Nama Krishna Yadavaya Namaha and so on. So in this way, Sankirtan was starting. The stage was the momentum was created. No, so to say that Sankirtan was taking momentum. So some Brahmanas from Naudip, not Muslims but Brahmanas, <laughs> started to complain to the chant Kasi. So now comes this famous section. Sankasi was the Muslim like governor of the place at that time. But the local Hindu Brahmins, which were more attached like smarter Brahmins, we had like a whole business out of their birth, basically, felt these new guys are ruining our business with their new religion of singing and taking all the people with them and what about us and our bellies and pockets now. <laughs> so they start to complain to the governor, they are ruining our religion, you should do something about that and so on. So it is said that once the Kasi sent some of his people once to Sriva Sangam and the devotees were doing their classical Sankirtan, but these Muslim agents came and threatened them and said, you have to stop this this new ritual you are doing. You are all all night long awake and shouting. Now nobody can sleep and disturbing everyone's other religious practices. And if you don't continue, if you continue doing that, you will see the consequences. And they took one Mridanga and, and broke the Mridanga. If you go to Sri Vasanga now in one of the three altars, 
They have three altars. One of the three is this, this lila with, with one broken redang on the altar, like personifying this moment. And, 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 and they say, no, if you continue, we will force you to become Muslims and to eat meat and, and things like this. So you can imagine, broke them down. From now on, Sankirtan is forbidden. No more Sankirtan in Nauda. So you can imagine, there was some opposition. I mean, here we have, we have a very comfortable situation. It's not that you go out singing and you get to the jail or they broke your medang. Maybe some 30 years back. But <laughs> <clears throat> so the point is that, of course, the devotees were totally concerned. Mahaprabhu was not there at that moment. So they went to Mahaprabhu and said, this happened. So you can imagine, Mahaprabhu became like, like Rudra, no? just about to destroy the whole universe when he heard this. So he, the first thing he said was, do not stop Sankirtan. No? <laughs> Very first thing. And that day I will kill all the Muslims. No? This day I will kill... Of course, he will kill them with his arguments. He will, won't kill anyone physically. Hmm? So again, all the devotees continue with Sankirtan, but still they were somehow concerned. They have faith in Mahaprabhu, but the situation was tense, intense. No? So... <laughs> So Mahaprabhu could feel that because he was with them in Sankirtan. I felt you are not as usual. You are pretty concerned. So let's let's do something. Mahaprabhu say today, this evening, we will make public Sankirtan. So this is the very first moment where the Sankirtan goes out from Siva Sangam to the rest of Navadvip and eventually to the rest of the world. So <clears throat> so we will go out and we will create a big big group and we will go with how do you say in English? Torch. Yeah. Torch. And and very big group. Mahaprabhu went with three groups. Each group will have four Midangas, twenty one members, four Midangas and sixteen uh, cartels no? and singer. No? So all the groups were divided like this and all now the mostly not all but mostly all now the joining the procession from Sriva Sangam towards the house of Kazi. Basically, at night with torch and the whole population getting more and more intense in dancing and singing. Uh, so we say, no, Mahaprabhu first was before even uh, Gandhi or Martin Luther King. He he embraced this like, civil disobedience, non-violent movement. They were singing and so on. <laughs> but eventually, some people in the audience got a little bit like enraged. No, they wanted to attack the Kasi and to use the torch for put the house under fire. At this point, the Kasi was in his house, but looking outside and seeing this is very intense and hiding inside his house. In the beginning, the Kasi like threatened them, but now he was totally scared, actually. Hmm? So he entered into his room. Hmm? So Mahaprabhu arrived and asked in, 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 in transcendental anger, what is the Kasi? Where is the Kasi? I will cut his head. <laughs> so you can imagine. <laughs> and, 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 and at one point... Uh, he entered into that moon and let's burn the whole house. And, the, and now the devotees told him, maybe, you, maybe you, can, you should get a little bit quiet, more calm, and we can speak with him. So eventually, the point is that the Kasi was called, Mahaprabhu entered, and they started to talk with each other. No? Kasi and Mahaprabhu in, and, and his intimate associates. So Mahaprabhu asked the Kasi, why you cancelled the, the Sankirtan, but now that I'm seeing you, I'm, I'm talking to you personally, and you are telling me certain things, I know that now you, you are not 
you do not want to cancel the Sankirtan now. But the news I received yesterday or today, early, was totally opposite. <laughs> so the Kazi said he was like really affected. Because I have to tell you something, but I have to tell you that in private. And Mahaprabhu was surrounded by his intimate associates. So he says, this is private, because they are not different from me. He made the important point that between them and myself, there are no secrets. There are no, there's no difference. I'm their heart, they're my heart, so it's the same. I'm with you and they're with me. I mean, that's important point again about how Mahaprabhu Bhagavan is close to his soul. So, speak. So then the Kasiri reveals one dream that he had. Now, after he, the Muridanga was broken, he went to sleep that night, which was the last night before this, and, and he tells to Mahaprabhu, at that moment I was dreaming, and a terrible personality, half man, half lion, appeared to me, roaring, like just about to destroy, swallow the whole world, and pointing to me, actually. Now, now, and, and, he's, and, and he started to like, op trying to tear apart my chest, and like open my chest. And he was telling me, why you have broken the Mridanga? It's my favorite instrument. <laughs> of course it was Nishrimha Bhagavan. And Nishrimha Bhagavan was telling the Kasi, Mridanga is my favorite instrument. So, so you, have forbi you have forbidden Sankirtan, better you allow Sankirtan to happen. Next time you do that, I will destroy you, your family, and all the meat eaters around you. Like in, in, in this for, like voracious mood. So the Kasi woke up and, after, and, and, and tells Mahaprabhu all this dream, and he says, and look, and he opens his chest and shows, and he on his chest has all these you know, markings of Nusrim Hadev. So it was not only a dream, but he woke up and he was actually... He acquired some scars. <laughs> some scars and some scars also. Srinadev's <laughs> nails were there. <laughs> so it is said that immediately after that dream, Kasi said, Stop opposing the Sankirtan. We will allow Sankirtan and so on. So he told all this to Mahaprabhu, basically. So. So Mahaprabhu, of course, at this point, there was a change of heart in the, in the Kasi. There was a change of heart in, in Mahaprabhu. So the Kasi said, now that I'm in front of you, I feel that you are God himself. You are Bhagavan himself. So he started to have this epiphany, like change of heart. So Mahaprabhu said, you have recited Srinam, because in the context of speaking, Kasi mentioned the name. So because of that, you are now purified of all sinful reaction, basically. So the Kasi hears this and falls to the ground crying and asks mercy for Mahaprabhu. And as we know, he becomes eventually his, his follower. He will give his own place in, in Jagannath Puri. The Gambira is the place of the Chant Kasi there, actually. So, of course, after this, Mahaprabhu asked the, the Chant Kasi, please, from now on, do not put any obstacle to the Sankirtan. And of course, the, the Kasi say, as long as I'm able to do, everyone who will be born in my dynasty, none of them will put opposition to the Sankirtan. And it is said that after many generations, that promise continued. Even though many of them were Muslims, they always were respecting the Sankirtan of, of Mahaprabhu. 
So of course you can imagine what big celebration came after this and what what the Sankirtan, and the, and, and again the whole arrangement of this lila is now the Sankirtan is out of in the streets of Nadia, so everyone can take part of that. So Chant Kasi was instrumental in that. So Chant Kasi Kija, <laughs> he of course joined the Sankirtan. It is say that Chant Kasi is actually Kamsa in Gaur Lila. You can imagine, no? Kamsa in Gaur Lila. Hmm? And Jarasanda, who is in Krishna Lila, is now one who accepts uh, another of the bad guys, Muslim bad guys in the Lila. So in Krishna Lila, Krishna gave Sayuja to these Asuras, but in Gaur Lila, all of them received Prem. No? So Gaur Lila offers this most upgraded possibility. <laughs> So let's finish with two two brief stories, gradually getting closer to Mahaprabhu's sannyas. We will speak about that tomorrow. One famous story also, we are speaking in the context of Sriva Sangha. Many of the Lilas today revolve around the courtyard of Sriva. It's a very important place for us. And this is a very important, nice story. Once Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, and many others were executing Nikes and Kirtan there, Rasa Sankirtan in Sriva Sangha. And one of the children of Srivastakur dies. Was a baby. So you can imagine. Imagine we are doing Sankirtan here. I won't give examples of anyone's child here. <laughs> but one baby dies. Someone's son dies. Newborn, basically. So generally, that will become the main event at that point. Sankirtan is over and let's all run to somewhere, whatever. So, of course, this happened at Sirvas again, and we should learn from this, be careful, to, not to imitate superficially, get the gist of the whole idea. All the, the mother and other ladies, mother-in-law, the kids were crying and crying, the kid just died, so small. And Srivas was in Sankirtan, but somehow he heard the crying, so he went and said, what's going on? And they said, well, your son died. <laughs> So she was like, "Wow, okay, but he said, please do not, do not, do not cry in such a way that that will interrupt Mahaprabhu Sankirtan. Again, it, I know it can be too much for some, like, but your son died. <laughs> but again, in a very strong way, but he's showing what's about your, in your life. Your son of Mahaprabhu. Again, try to make that point, basically. Because if your son is about Mahaprabhu, okay, we, we don't condemn you, but for Sri Vaspandi, the priority is always Mahaprabhu. If, if Bhagavan is served and he's obtaining full pleasure, the conclusion is everything else will be okay, no matter which form it takes, even if my son dies. Again, it's a strong pill to swallow. I, and no, maybe we cannot imitate that because that will be dysfunctional. But please do not see Sri Vastagra as a heart fanatic rehasta or something like that. <laughs> and we will see there is a whole teaching in the Lila. It doesn't end here. So do not do not just close the whole thing here. So it is said that Mahaprabhu continued in Sankirtan, but he felt there again, I'm not feeling the usual joy here. And the ladies continue crying a little bit and she was say, if you cry too loud I will go to the I will go and jump into the Ganges and kill myself. So, of course, you can imagine. <laughs> Already one died. No, we don't want the second one. So, but Mahaprabhu was dancing and said, I'm not feeling usual joy here. Is there any problem? 
did something happen, some problem happen, and he asked to serve us. Has something tragic happened at home? I said, no. What can happen? What, what, tragic can ha- what tragic thing can happen when we can see your lotus face? face and again, it's true. <laughs> I mean, you have Bhagavan every night in your house for 12 hours dancing and singing. How could, how could there be any problem? You have to, he's making a point. I mean, you have to get that one also. Mm-hmm. So, so he said, no, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So they continued. But Mahaprabhu is like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not drawing usual ecstasy here. Did something happen? So somehow, not Srivas, but someone else tells Mahaprabhu, actually Srivas' son died. And Mahaprabhu is like, what? Yes. How long ago? Like three hours ago. Three hours ago? Well, I know what he told me. Srivas didn't want to interrupt your experience in Kirtan. So when Mahaprabhu hears that, he starts to cry. Mm. No, <laughs> he starts to cry. Mo- like he's mo- like touched, moved by how Srivas loves me so much. I mean, how he he's taking care of what I'm feeling. He even in such an intense difficulty. So we see Mahaprabhu himself is supporting those who are crying, if you will. But also he wants to highlight how much in love Srivas is with me. I mean, he's he's just concerned with. Bhagavan's pleasure, basically. Hmm? So, and, the, and, and Mahaprabhu said, where is the kid? No? So they entered the room and there was the kid lying. No? <laughs> so interestingly, now comes a very unique situation. And Mahaprabhu asked another miracle section. <laughs> Mahaprabhu looks at the kid and says, why did you live? Why did you live? So the kid w- wakes up. <laughs> so there will be happy ending to this story. So the kids wake, wakes up and say, it was my prescribed moment to be born. And he starts like to deliver a whole discourse on philosophy, you know, whenever the Atma has a prescribed moment to enter according to certain laws, that will happen when one has to leave, that will happen. And so on this and that. And But what about your parents and the kids? Which, who are my parents this lifetime? These are my parents last, last time. The, so he starts to present all these basic philosophical principles about body and soul and Atman and so on. So all the audience is enlightened. Again, this is a Nara Lila, so all of them are eternal associates, but at that time they are lamenting like attached people. Oh, like, so after hearing the discourse, of like, oh, now we are enlightened by knowledge or something. <laughs> and basically at the end the boy says, I'm your servant. He, he declares, I'm your eternal servant, Prabhu, so I'm free to whatever you want from me, I will do it. Hmm? So, basically, Mahaprabhu says, okay, I understand this is the moment for you to continue your journey, so, continue. So, the boy asks permission for Mahaprabhu and everyone else and lifts his body again. But at this point, everyone was already, like, enlightened in the, in the context of the Leela. Hmm? So, it is said that, <clears throat> of course, at this point, all the family starts to worship Mahaprabhu, and Mahaprabhu goes to Srivas and says, you have lost one son now, but due to the, your attitude towards me, from now on, me and Nityananda Prabhu will be your eternal sons, your eternal children, and we will never abandon you, no? basically. No? So in this way, after that, Mahaprabhu makes all the rituals of departure for the child, and everyone returns happy to their home. So, 
Srivas Pandit Ki So again, try to get the gist of the whole idea and don't get stuck in one particular detail. Many points to, to learn from that. So that will be all for today. Uh, but we can share one brief, one brief story before le finishing because it kind of bridges connects what we will be speaking tomorrow, which is Mahaprabhu Sannyas. Hmm? So that's an important chapter also. So this story is concerning one curse that Mahaprabhu will receive. One of two, basically. <laughs> so we began today's talk, remember, which was the, the very first Leela we shared today? Srivas Pandit's mother-in-law, hidden in the Kirtan and not being qualified for that. No? So, at this moment, it is described that despite the, the, the Sankirtan now were out of the, street, the streets, nonetheless, the night Sankirtans continued in closed doors. So, there was one Brahman, Brahmana who wanted to enter that night Sankirtan. Closed doors, night Sankirtan. So, he wanted to enter. And somehow also he hid himself and wanted to witness the Leela. And again, similar situation. Mahaprabhu was not feeling the usual joy, asking what's going on. And finally they find him. And they say, well, but this... And someone who knew him said, but this Brahman only drinks milk. <laughs> like on, on, a, on a level of material, material purity, that's like super paka, no? utam, utam, like very high. Like, I only drink milk, like ultra sadwik, according to... <laughs> Vedic, Ayurvedic consideration. He only drinks milk. But Mahaprabhu say, which, which was his reply, of course, drinking milk is not the qualification to enter my kirtan. <laughs> <laughs> only drinking milk, I mean, you can be vegan and participate in some kirtan. <laughs> because that's not the real adhikar. Adhikar has to do with that internal type of purity, not like material purity according to what I eat or whatever. No. So, but the point is that this Brahman, when he heard that he was not allowed to enter, he became enraged. He was not able to accept Mahaprabhu's opinion. So it is said that the next day, no, the Brahman was like boiling, if you will. <laughs> and the next day he sees Mahaprabhu, and when he sees Mahaprabhu, the one who didn't allow him to enter the kirtan, he curses him. He takes the upavita, as you know, sometimes in the lilas they take the upavita and tu, 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 and they, they like this and pronounce the curse and break the upavita. Or some different ways. They put water, I curse you for, and throw the water. So I curse you, he tells to Mahaprabhu, that your family life will be a disaster. Wow. <laughs> Blessing. <laughs> that you will be deprived of all material happiness. So it is said that when Mahaprabhu reserved that curse, he was like <laughs> overjoyed. I mean, it's a hidden blessing. And of course, as we will see, that's, that's, this kind of starts to anticipate his Sanyas Lila. Because basically, Sanyas Lila means that. No? no family life, basically. No family life, but the whole world becomes your family. So it, there is family life, but in another sense. But again, this Leela is one of another one, the other one I will tell you tomorrow, in which Mahaprabhu is cursed in this, in this, simil, in this type of connection. No? Curse or 
things like this, or criticized and so on. So this kind of connects with one of the explanations why Mahaprabhu accepted sannyas. Of course, tomorrow we'll share many explanations why Mahaprabhu accepted sannyas concerning uh, preaching to the society and concerning the internal purpose for his descent, tasting Radhaba. But also in the dynamics of the Lila, we could say he accepted sannyas because a Brahmin cursed him. And in order to, to honor the curse of the Brahmin, he did that. No? So today we will put our narration to rest, but tomorrow we will continue and finish our last meeting on Mahaprabhu's Navadip Lila, speaking about his Sanyas Lila, which will be outside of Navadip. Actually, his Sanyas Lila is taking him out of Navadip, <laughs> but somehow it's quite connected to it. And when we spoke about Puri Lila last time, we didn't speak about that in detail, so we will do it tomorrow. In the evening and tomorrow morning and day after tomorrow morning, we'll have Istagosti Q&A for those who would like to come for sure. Questions and answers also 8.30 in the morning. So, Srila Gurudev Ki Jai, Sriman Mahaprabhu Ki Jai, Sri Harinam Sankirtan Ki Jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrindu Ki Jai, Gaur Priman. Hari Gaur.